Join Pastor George Zunwa on a journey of genuine God encounters through the Word of God. Through the teachings of Pastor George Zunwa, you will gain knowledge on how to triumph over challenges and transform them into testimonies. For more information and testimonies, contact us at 0702-5950 or 0702-5950. 5951 experience the power of God's word Jesus exceeds expectations you remember in John chapter 21 from verse 15 uh, there was a difficult conversation between Jesus and uh, Peter you remember when Peter betrayed Jesus and then Jesus died and rose from the grave and then he came to the riverside and Peter was fishing and then he made some fish and asked Peter to come and eat. And when they sat down and we were talking, Jesus turned to Peter and said, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than all of this? And they started the discussion about their work together. Now, in relationship, there's always going to be some times when there's a need for difficult conversations. Some difficult conversations happen when a problem has developed. Some difficult conversations happen before a problem develops. Now, for most of you, I'm going to be dealing today with a conversation before a problem develops. And then sometime later, we'll come to part two of it, the conversation after a problem has developed. For example, the conversation Jesus had with Peter was after. There was a betrayer, and then Jesus had to talk it over with Peter. You see, when you are in a relationship, one of the reasons people don't have some difficult conversations is that it is tempting to assume that somebody you are in a relationship with understands some things you are thinking. Don't assume. It can be dangerous to assume. You know, that's why many times when we counsel with a lot of people who are about to get married, we find out that they were preparing to get married, but they never prepared for the marriage itself. Uh, a young girl is being employed as a wife. A young man is being employed as a husband. And they didn't give you a job description. There's no talk about what it's going to be like. They just assumed, when I marry, I know how marriage looks like. Bad mistake. So don't assume that people know. Second thing that makes people not to get involved in difficult conversations is that they don't want to incite conflict. They just want to pretend that things are okay and just carry on until the wedding happens. But that's a bad mistake. Because what you don't make a matter now will become a matter arising at the end. If you don't negotiate it now, you have to navigate through it later. So you better negotiate it now. If you're in a relationship and you notice something you don't like, talk about it. Particularly in a married relationship, talk about it. After you get wedded, you won't have the chance to bring it up except in a quarrel. Because more than 80% of the crises you are going to see in your home are life patterns that started before the wedding. Don't forget that the way you start the journey will affect the course of the journey. Be careful to start right. And please, when you are negotiating your destiny, nothing is off the table. Now, I told you today we are dealing with conversations before crises. The first one is conversation about spiritual growth. Conversation about spiritual growth. 
If you are in a relationship with somebody, one of the most difficult conversations young people have is asking the person questions about his or her faith and spiritual growth. Please, seriously, get into that area. Never be in a relationship with somebody pointing toward marriage and they have difficult conversation. When did you get born again? What is your vision in God's kingdom? Do you pay your tithes? Who mentors you? When do you fast? Get into conversations. What books do you read? Are you baptized? Do you talk in tongues? What do you partner with in your church? What department do you serve? If you marry a God-fearing person, it doesn't mean there'll be no crisis. But there's one thing you can guarantee is this. There's an extent that person cannot go. If you marry somebody who is not God-fearing, anything can happen. Uh, even if I wasn't a pastor now, I can't wake up and think divorce. No matter what happens, I want to negotiate it and get it over with. But somebody who is not God-fearing, any small thing, get out of my house. If he messes up, even to apologize is a problem. If you get out, am I the only one that slept with somebody? If you don't like, get out of this home. You are the one he's offended. You are the one begging him now. Second conversation is conversation about moral boundaries. Conversation about moral boundaries. When you start a relationship with somebody and the relationship is progressing, and both of you have started liking each other very well, you suddenly notice that your passion for one another is growing. Sit down and have a conversation about your moral boundaries. Many young people don't have conversations on that because they feel like I am trying to drive him away. I'm trying to drive her away. No, have that conversation. It will save your destiny. Particularly those of you who are planning to get married. Marriage is honorable. The bed undefiled. Fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. So be careful that in the issue of your marriage, you set your boundary. Somebody say boundary. boundary. One of the reasons we don't do it is because we think we are rejecting the person. We are rejecting the person. You are not rejecting the person. You are saving him and saving yourself. You can marry him and then the judgment begins and the business crashes, the health crashes, the career crashes. And tomorrow, both of you are struggling with something you didn't prepare for. Because nobody knows tomorrow. So don't put yourself in a bad mess. Have a difficult conversation. These are moral boundaries. The good thing about boundaries is this. Even when you fail, you set a boundary. You know I crossed a boundary. But when there's no boundary, you know where you crossed. If there's no boundary, anything happens. But if there's a boundary, even when you messed up, you know I crossed this boundary. This is boundary. You discuss it again. And you say, no, not. And you go for counseling. And somebody prays for you and helps you to recover yourself. Without a boundary, everything goes. Without a boundary, sin becomes a lifestyle of your relationship. So discuss moral boundaries. You say, no, I don't want to drive him away. I don't want to drive him away. The moment you notice that you are liking him so much and she's liking you so much, put a boundary. That's a difficult conversation to have. Are you still with me? Lift your hand. I speak over you today in the name that's above every name. May God give you grace for re-conversation. The third conversation we must have is conversation about career and life goals. Your career and life goals. You got to ask yourself, where are we going? A young man says, I like you. You say, I like you. I like you too. And the young man says, No worry. You say, I will make it. You say, I know you will make it. 
But tell me how. Anybody that shares his dreams and goals with you, ask him about his life plan. Ask him about his roadmap. I they go America, I they go America. How? I will be a billionaire. How? Where you they go? How? I go make up, I go no mind. This thing will work. Which thing will work? It's as you see me now. As you see me now. <laughs> I'm a great man going somewhere to happen. Now lie. Show us your plan. If you have my voice, say yes. yes. You cannot partner with somebody until both of you define the future. What future are we working toward? That's a conversation we must have. What career path? Young lady, yes. Uh, we are coming together, yes. Uh, let's talk about your career. Uh, tell me about your dream. What's the life plan? How are you taking this journey? Uh, you see, I, I don't have any plan. I just want to get married. <laughs> Anywhere you go, I follow you. Eh? Are you sure? Yes, so. Yes, so. As far as I'm concerned, anybody I marry, I give him my whole life. <laughs> Same thing with the young man. He said, don't mind anything they're talking about. I know myself. I know myself. Give me three years. How? That's the reason many young girls are in a relationship for seven years and they don't get to the altar. Every year they postpone. Every year they postpone. Every year they postpone. Because the person they are dating, they are dating on hope, not on plan. Faith goes with a plan. The fourth conversation that is difficult to have, but you must have it, is conversations about issues in past relationships. If there is anything popping up in the person's past relationship, talk about it. I didn't mean every time you see that, you say, tell me about your former boyfriend. What did happen? Were you sleeping with him? How many times? <laughs> Anybody that is talking to you like that, you know, number one, he's immature. Number two, he doesn't deserve your confidence because he's looking for what to use to hold over your head. But then in relationship, there are things that will pop up. Maybe you, she notices that uh, you keep chatting with your former girlfriend. The same you call your ex. But every time he calls and you pick a phone, hello, how are you? <laughs> Jaybreak now. <laughs> Let's, talk. Let's talk about this. Am I talking to somebody here too? You must have that conversation. Or you had a child out of wedlock. Or you had a daughter, a child, and the girl is around. We need to talk about it. It's issues out of your past relationship. Any person you are dating, and the person had a child before and doesn't tell you, and you're almost approaching wedding and the person didn't tell you, please, anybody that cannot talk to you about something as serious as that is hiding many other things. If he doesn't believe you are going to accept him concerning that, he won't believe you are going to accept him over other things. Don't believe him, walk away. He's not an honest person. If you had a child out of wedlock, you don't have to tell me on the first date. You don't have to tell me on the second one. You don't have to tell me six months or three months into the relationship. But if you notice that we are approaching issues of decision, moving from dating to courtship, you must tell me. Are you hearing me here? The circumstances of that child must be discussed. And we say, okay, do we proceed? Don't we proceed? If I tell him now, he may walk away. It's better he walked away than he punishes you for the rest of your life. So these conversations, not all of them are not really very exciting to talk about, but it is very good. It helps you to learn about the person and come to terms with the past of that person. 
and know how to manage the person. There are some people that had very bad breakups that became public. Either in church or in your former school or whatever. You are aware of the breakup. Talk about it. Young girls, you know what they do? They say, I don't care. Maybe a sister in church was dating a young man and they had a nasty breakup and they just step in there and grab the young man and they're trying to pose with him. You may be posing with a dangerous, toxic person. Don't take sides when there's a problem. Get to know the details first. Because everybody will present himself as being good until you have a problem with the person. You may not know because he's still nice to you. But the day he becomes... You have a quarrel. That's why you see the nasty side of the person. Do you know there are some people, the moment you have a problem with them, they must mess you up. I stretch my hand toward you. May God give you discernment. Fifth conversation that is inconvenient you are going to have is conversations about family and in-law relationships. Conversations about family and in-law relationships. As you are approaching your wedding as you are approaching making a decision to go with somebody to her father's house, there has got to be some serious conversations that bring up questions about the person's background. You are going to ask questions about the person's background, about the family, about issues. Ask yourself, what do I really want to know about that? And ask. The person will answer the ones they are convenient with. I was talking with a young lady and she said, I don't even know my father. My mother has refused to tell me about my father. The young man is saying, until I know my father. I said, no, 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 no. You should tell him your mother refused. He said, go and talk to your mother. I've talked to my mother and she refused. I'm trying to find out. No problem. I must pay diary to the father. No, you don't have to pay diary to the father. The father of a child is not the one that donated sperm. The father of the child is the one that raised the child. Anybody can be a spam donor. Only the one that stayed there and raised the child is a father. Stop being a traditional-minded person looking for a man that is non-existent. Am I talking to somebody here today? If that man never contributed to raising that child, don't go to him to pay dowry. You are honoring irresponsibility. You are endorsing waywardness. It's not Christianly, it's ungodly. Is anybody hearing me here? If your father says so, tell your father your father is wrong. A man that gave birth to a child never took care of that child from primary school, secondary school, university, and then because he donated spam and walked away, your whole family will carry him, will go to his house and he give you a list. A spam donor is not a father. The one that raised the child is the father of the child. Don't let tradition take away truth from you. Now please listen. Now when you are cutting and you have gone beyond that issue of we are about to wed and all of that. You are planned, you are working on that. And you are about to do that. Also part of the in-law conversation is how do we relate with in-laws? Are you with me? Who comes? Who doesn't come? Not that I marry you as a young girl. As you are returning to my house, you come with four of your brothers. <laughs> or I marry you as a young man. As I come in, I come into a house full of your mother, your senior auntie, and three of your elder sisters. All of them are there to supervise me. Who comes into our house and who doesn't come? These are difficult conversations, but you must have them. Another conversation to have is conversations about present health challenges. 
present health challenges. Most young people don't talk about this. You can get married to a young lady. She already has problem, terrible problem with fibroid. And she's continually bleeding. And she doesn't tell the young man until they get to the altar. So they get married. She never told the man, I have fibroid, I keep bleeding. They get married, they go back home. One month into that, the man finds out. So he starts sighing every day. Within six months, she has lost the love of the man. You say, that man is very wicked. That man is very wicked. That man is, I don't accept breakup of marriage. But I want you to know that that girl was more wicked. You should have allowed him to make a clear-eyed decision. You are the one that put yourself at risk. Your discretion to get married made you package bad. If you are going to get married, have a conversation about your health. For example, you have diabetes, you have high blood pressure, you have all of that. It's part of the discussion. Ask and answer. Am I clear? Every serious health issue, discuss it. I speak over you. May you never be the victim of any devil. Ask questions. The next conversation is conversation about your finances and obligations. About your finances and obligations. How rich are you and how poor are you? Talk about it. Who are you owing and who are you not owing? Not I marry you. The Sunday after the wedding, somebody comes and knocks on the door. I say, Madam, give me your ring. I say, Why? He <laughs> says, It's collateral. <laughs> the ring is collateral. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't do that. So be sure. What is a person's obligations? Let me take the last one. Conversations about sexuality and emotional needs. Please talk about what sex means to you and what makes you feel loved. As you're approaching marriage, you must talk about that. Now, even if you don't talk about it before you get married, the day after your wedding, you must have that conversation. You must tell the man what it, what it means to satisfy your emotional needs. And she must, you must tell her what it means. One of the reasons you need to discuss it before you get married is in case this person is not my type, let me let her go. There are some things some people cannot do. It's not their lifestyle. You say, Pastor, how do we make that discussion? Let me just close this now. Set specific discussion dates and meet in a good place. Don't meet in the man's house. Don't meet in your house. Set discussion dates, meet in a good place. Don't discuss all of these things in one day. Take them one by one. Have a time frame for discussing them. Now, take time to listen to the other person calmly. And when you speak, speak with courtesy. Let the person hear you clearly what you think. Please listen. One of the things you're going to find a biggest problem when you get married these days. Men hate to talk to a woman who cannot say what is in her mind. That's one of the worst things that bring crisis in marriage. Women will run around issues. Run around issues. Meander, meander. When you say talk, they won't talk. And then when you do something, they now hold you. He said, that's what I was saying. He said, when did you say it? He said, I was thinking it. Talk clearly with courtesy. Make your case. Now, when you are having a discussion, please listen. Make sure you understand each other's opinions and positions. Listen, don't assume you understand. When the person finishes telling you what he thinks, repeat it for him the way you understand it. 
And say, this thing we're talking about sexuality and all of that. Uh, are you telling me that uh, uh, you believe in this or that you don't believe? Or this is the boundary. What is this what we're agreeing on? Repeat it so the person can hear what you said and either say yes or no. Because many times people leave a discussion at the point of discussion without decision. When you have a discussion and you don't arrive at a decision, you can't have an action point. Understand one another, repeat it, and then act on that. Because it's your destiny you are negotiating. Another thing is this. If you find out that your stand and her stand differ in any discussion, don't be quick to make compromise. Just say, okay, okay, let me think about it. You think about it. We'll discuss it another day. Don't be quick to make compromise. When you come out, you call a leader and ask questions. Call somebody a mentor and ask questions. When you get the opinion of other people, next discussion you get back to that based on the counsel you got. Don't be quick to make compromise. Your compromise can wreck you. People that have low self-esteem and people that just want to make sure the marriage and the relationship continue, they quickly say, okay, 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 I adjust to you. In adjusting, you miss your future. Now, another thing to do, that's number six, take notes and decide on how to follow up the decisions. And finally, pray and affirm each other before and after each session. Before you start the discussion, pray. After you finish the discussion, pray. And affirm your love for each other. You know, whatever we're discussing, just don't forget I love you. Don't forget I care for you. Don't forget I want to be in this relationship with you. But we need to talk about these things. Affirm your love for the person and pray together before getting to the discussion and after that. In today's fast-paced world, we all need contacts and mentors on social media for inspiration, motivation, and more. You can connect with Pastor George Izunwa on all his social media handles. Follow him on Facebook at Pastor George Izunwa, Instagram and Twitter at George Izunwa. Connect and let's take the journey of greatness together.